Well, good morning. Welcome to the Science Podcast with me, Mr. Short, Mr. Atkinson. Morning, folks. Mr. Versailles. Good morning. And Mr. Young. Good morning. All sitting in the same order that we normally sit in. One day you'll go clockwise rather than anti-clockwise and we'll panic. Well, I did that one time and somebody complained. Did <laughs> 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 Wasn't it me? <laughs> no, it's out of order, <laughs> not the right order. Um, There's so, no order to this. We thought we'd, I thought we'd speak this week <laughs> on bones. <laughs> so, to my interest, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Um, and the reason I thought it would be interesting, we'll, we'll find out if it's interesting or not, is that uh, some animals, uh, no plants have bones, of course. You've got rigid trees and plants, which are slightly floppier. Um, but in the animal kingdom, you've got jellyfish with no bones. Yeah. Okay. People have an endoskeleton, endoskeleton which yep, is inside that, for support and protection. And then we've got um, things with an exoskeleton, mollusks, crabs and things like that. So skeletons in general um, would be quite interesting to uh, chat about because what they're involved with and when you start looking at it you find some interesting things so uh, we can start off with that bones they are classified as an organ I think I hadn't even thought about that no because skin is also an organ because yeah. we talk body systems we talk about kidneys and the digestive system and respiratory system and the organs involved it's because yeah. they're made up of different tissue right so as soon as you've got something that's made up of more than one tissue when they work together they're classified as an organ yeah so we think of bones as relatively just like a robot structure in some ways they're just there to provide structure but cells make up tissue tissue makes up organs so bones are classified as an organ and they do quite a bit uh, we'll start off with i suppose just before we come on to what the, the bio- biology of them um, but obviously your ribs offer protection for your, your thorax and your lungs yeah, and your heart. Yeah, the stuff underneath them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's, how many bones do we have? 206. Yes, and how many are you born with? Over 300. Because yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> some of them fuse together. Yeah, yeah. Which ones fuse together? What's going on there? The, the, bone, the, the skull is not a solid... Uh, is it all 94 in the skull? No, fuse, but no? some of them are... Uh, when the baby's born... That's why babies' heads can kind of, yeah. especially when Depressed. I don't actually know what the the medical uh, apparatus is that they use. That they can use to help uh, when the baby's being born. Is that what I, 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 I've never had the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when they use them, it can actually look like they've, yeah. they've compressed yes. the baby's head. But it's just because yeah. the, the the bones inside the skull haven't. Knitted so together. they're all. 94 bones, so where are the other ones, if not all of them are in the skull, where are the other ones that fuse? Um, no, not, I don't know. The knee, for one. The knee? I do believe that you have four kneecaps when you're born, and then they fuse together, so you end up with one patella each. Oh, so like, each just leg. like a circle that's been quartered. Mm. Could he use one and a half? So why, why, so why are they in bits to begin with? Maybe it's not grown enough? I'm not, I've no idea. Right. I just no, it has to, there must be something to do with strength. There must be certain bones must be separated because when we look at babies, babies don't have the ability to hold themselves up. The rigidity won't be required to move firmly. It's elastic as well. (laughs) I guess that's the thing as well. I mean, kids' bones are uh, like young children's bones are very elastic. I mean, it's I I I know that from 
from better experience, I know if other people have done it, but you know, kids don't tend to move their fingers very well if they don't know to move their fingers out of the way, so um, closing doors kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I, I dreadfully, I felt dreadful for it, closed a car door on my oldest yeah. son's finger, I, and I thought, like, that's it, I've either removed no, his finger or yeah. broken his finger and not. He had a bit of a bubble about it and then went off and you know, yeah. ate a stone and chased a stick and stuff. He's so not a dog. He wins it like. But it, that's, there was absolutely no damage. Got checked out and no damage whatsoever. It's up a wee yeah. bit sore for a couple of days and, and he was absolutely. Yeah, fine. you both get more brittle as brittlers get older. We'll come on to that later on. I think. But there's a huge amount of flexibility within yeah. the bone because although we talk about them as being like, we do tend to think about them as being rigid and mm. uh, there's because they are. They're spongy on the they're inside. Spongy on the inside. They're not. Yeah. It's not just one single thing, is it? What yeah. about the largest bone? Femur. It must be. Femur. <laughs> Where, where's the femur? Femur's in your thigh. Thigh. Thigh bone. And yeah. if you snap that. <laughs> yeah, so is, that the the bone, is that not the hardest bone in the body to break when you look at the number of people that break a leg it's always uh, one it'll, it'll be down it'll be your fibula or your tibia but yeah. if you break your femur oh, that, that, that's but some of that must that. be due to position rather than strength you think yeah. in terms of getting in an awkward position to break your bone the, the one thing yeah. I can think about is if you're in sport and you get tackled it's a yeah. high tackle somebody would need to put a tremendous, a tremendous amount of force to get through the femur yeah. I mean bones, like bones, bones can go three times three times your weight bones can but also the fact that you're moving beyond to get into a position where you could break it what about the smallest bone yeah, is that one of the bones in your ear <laughs> hammer the anvil the stirrup yeah yeah. yeah tiny little bones in your ear uh, oh, the stapes of course, that is yeah, the stapes Staples? Staples in the middle of the middle. Yeah. Hammer and bone stirrup. Stirrup one. So we've they've obviously when you your bones are squishier or more flexible when you're young, so you're unlike less likely to break a bone when you're younger, I suppose. Yeah. And when you're older they're less strong. Plus but you you heal so much faster as well. Yeah. They, they all knit together really, really quickly. Which is another odd thing because you don't grow back another finger, but if mm. you break a bone it does fuse they're together. They're designed again. to, to to, to heal of the break. Difficult to say designed, is it not? The, Would you not say something else, or is designed the word? Adapted to, to... But how is it adapted? How does that Well, happen? we're not getting into this conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pull the wings off the biologist! Yay! The natural healers have got a lot of blood going through them, and that can help. If you've got a large circulation of yes. blood in that area, it, it does... Healed. So I guess part of it is your bones are continually being replaced. Mm. So that maybe is part of it why they they fix because as you grow as you grow your bones are developing and you, the calcium is coming out and more calcium is replacing the old calcium. So you've got that constant turnover, which probably indicates the. Healing I, think it's, I think it's important to say that during like you will you can feel your bones growing like during teenage oh, years you yeah, can yeah. get growth mm-hmm. pains. Yeah. You can feel Some people can. <laughs> If, if you're not mystified, <laughs> stop growing at eight. But um, there is, like, you do get growing pains, yeah. and that is your bones. Yeah, and, if you do, and your skin as well redevelops because that's continually being replaced, so that yeah. will heal. And in, I think you're, yeah, well, we'll, we'll stick with bones, but. Um, so, what, well, let's go with what bones are made of then, because they are an organ, they are being regenerated each time. The bones you have now are not the bone, they're not the chemical composition you had as a kid. Yeah, and you're no, completely no, replaced. No yourself is, though, is it? Because you, uh, your cells are all being, <coughs> muscle, being muscle and nerve cells yeah. are cells that are with you for pretty much your entire yeah. life. 
bone cells. No, surely not. Nerves. Muscle cells. Yeah, muscle cells. Unless they waste away yeah. from conditions, but if you have like the muscle cells on your backside, will be with you for your entire life. So if you, well, if you're a, like you work out when you're younger and you have plenty of muscle, and then you that disappears. So you go from like. But the initial you, muscle that you had before you started working out. Unless you completely waste away, it will still be there after the additional muscle has worn away. Hmm. So, at what point do you reach your peak then, where the muscle sticks? And because you must be developing muscle as you grow older. I am like his twenties, hoping it's soon. You only reach your peak. Not <laughs> <laughs> much muscle yet. <laughs> well, in terms of your bones, ten, I've got to figure ten percent is remodelled each year. So it takes ten years to completely. Well, I suppose it depends which bits oh, be. Yeah, some yeah. bits it's might be right. remodelled more than others. If you, I think continue, if you continually break your veto, that would be part of the ten percent. Or if you're like me and stand up out of a couch and break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think of the load that's being put on you, though. Come on. Well, it's not two to three times my weight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at an instantaneous point, and God went no. <laughs> also, we've got compression strength. So I've got a, another figure: seventeen hundred. Kilograms per centimeter squared is what they can take. Seventeen hundred kilograms per centimeter squared, which is quite God, a lot, isn't it? Is and there's, there's also they're not rigid, are you? Your bones aren't rigid. We talked about flexibility earlier on, so there's got to be a little bit of spring yes, in your bones. That's the collagen that you're sitting yeah, with, like and the elasticity. But also the bone themselves, I think, has a little bit of compression in it too. But if you think about that, like seventeen hundred kilos, was that about a card like and a half or something? About a card and a half in one, yeah. in what, one centimeter by one centimeter by one centimeter, like a like a, a dice or yeah, something. You can see it. You know, incredibly lucky people that... Uh, incredibly unlucky and lucky at the same time that they get hit by a car and then they stand up and walk away from it. Yeah, so you're like, think, wait, what? Direct, direct strength is probably quite strong, but like... Um, is it lateral strength sideways yeah. it's probably relatively weak like breaking a bit of wood wood is strong up and down but sideways is, yeah rotation is not so good because that's like your uh, you wonder about the way they're at, that the bone's actually building itself because uh, manufacturing plastics etc you can align yeah. the, the strength of the chains etc so you can have in terms of machine direction the way the, the, the material is being produced it's very very strong in the machine direction but in the, the transverse direction it falls apart you just will rip it that, that's mine. we're talking about pajamas a few what? weeks back wait what <laughs> now i don't know what your pajamas are like but apparently we were, yeah, we're, family, we were chatting it was we're over in, in tune and then um, my aunt said that when they wash their pyjamas, my brother chimed in as well, the pyjamas shrink lengthways, mm-hmm. which makes me think, yeah, Mr. Young is nodding here. <laughs> so I think the fibres, like you say, the fibres must be arranged um, up and down. So yeah, when you wash them, they kind of shrink. So they they like, I guess, curly hair or a spring kind of mm-hmm. tightening up. Um, so if it was transverse, would it? Would yes, maybe they'd shrink, shrink in. You'd have so maybe they actually designed pajamas are designed that way so that they don't shrink sideways because you'd never wear them again. But lengthways, you still wear them for. Oh, the lines are fine. <laughs> right. Your ankles are getting cold. Again, <laughs> it would go back to the whole. <laughs> you still wearing the ones from when you were five. So yeah. how how bones are made and I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm it's interesting that it's yes. the, the, obviously there must there must be in some way maybe as 
Hey, as the, the, the minerals are all accumulating, as all that material, obviously the load on the body will yes. be in a particular direction, can be yeah. pulling your bone in a particular it, direction. Trees as well, if you look at trees, you cut it, everybody knows if you, if you look at a tree stump, you count the rings and that's how old the tree is. I know what we would do with you. <laughs> you can't count up high enough. <laughs> but the top of the tree, if you cut the top of the tree off, that won't show the age, that will show that age of that bit that of the tree. So it's simple, because trees will grow out of the way like in a cone, I guess. So bones, bones, bone, the bone grows from the stem cells in the bone marrow, so it would be wherever the, the stem cells in the bone marrow would be located, would show you how... So tell me, what, what's a bone made of? Let's go back to the structure of a bone. It's spongy tissue, it's made so up of... Collagen. Of spongy tissue? There's blood vessels through it. Blood vessels, right? Yeah. And very, very high level blood vessels, that's why when you break big bones they actually do bleed. Yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of collagen, yep. and then this bone matrix, which is um, mostly, I don't know what it is actually, I've not found out. Calcium phosphate? Calcium phosphate and a form of calcium hydroxyl. That's hydroxyapatite, yeah. Hydroxyapatite, yeah. That's quite often used in chemistry as a chromatography material, hydroxyapatite. Because of the fact that it's made out of spongy tissue, teeth are stronger than bone. Yeah. But teeth are not classified as bone, it's the same kind of thing, isn't but it? But it's because they're not spongy. Not spongy. But the dentine is in the middle. Mm -hmm. But the outside of it is it's hard. The enamel part is mm -hmm. makes them yes. stronger than bone. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Which so is useful when you find a dead body and you have to do dental reasoning. <laughs> um, so you can increase the strength of your bone as well. Mm -hmm. So by putting loads on your bone, if you're doing mm. weightlifting or carrying things, your bones will strengthen. So it's, it's a good thing to like do. Well, you say about like weightlifting and the rest. Yeah. I mean, all the basis for uh, building strength, etc., is and it's the ache you're, you're sitting within a lot of sustained exercise. You're actually tearing muscle mm. and you're rebuilding fresh muscle yeah. on top of it. We should just be breaking our bones and making thicker bones. No, no not breaking. Put, put no, bones that'd, be bones. A bad idea. that'd be horrendous. You should be, be strong. Yeah. You should be perhaps lifting weights and doing resistance training. Not only strengthening your muscles, you get some exercise, but strengthening your bones. Your bones are obviously key to, to exercise and resistance training will do that. Whereas perhaps not so much with things, although running you've got that impact as well, haven't you? That's just being damaged on a point, knees and stuff. That's Wolf's Law. Wolf's Law. W-O-L-F-F's Wolf's Law. It's the stress of our bones will adapt to the stresses put on them. It's one of the things that limits how long an astronaut can stay in space. Ah, because if, if they're in an environment where G is much less, then the stress on their bones is much less. Yes. That's why when you see them when they come back to Earth, they're usually... The bone density is less yeah, and slightly shorter. Well. And, and, and they just they have taller. to sit down. Yeah, but space. <laughs> Six feet tall, it's hard, let's get it. So, so, you know when you always get told with, by your mum, drink milk, it'll make your bones stronger, right? And then you get to like 18 or 8 and pass your, your last growth spurt, right? Then calcium, you you shouldn't really need to drink that much milk. You pass your last growth spurt, your, your bones are just replacing it. And if they can do that normally, you don't really need dairy. Am I correct? I don't know. I or would dairy help? Should bodybuilders be drinking a lot of dairy because they're putting their bones under stress and it should be it's helping their bones to adapt? Well, there's a bit of both, I think, because there is a protein matrix in there too, so mm -hmm. protein is important, and I suppose the mineral content is as well. 
per year off. So we are already saying that it's, it's replacing. So mm -hmm. you're, you're going to need to sustain. So self sustainable. Yeah. Self sustainable. The only reason I'm thinking about that is because obviously dairy is a big part of Western diet, but yeah. in Southeast Asia, there's very little dairy because they're all lactose intolerant. Yet they still. Now we, we see that in their average height, their average height is smaller than Western society. Their average height is what, 5'4? Five, 5'7 yeah. maybe in men? Was not me. Uh, it's a ghost. I think it require a quick Google to find out. But I wonder if that has an impact. On height? And if, an, if, a, if, a, South, if, if a baby who was born in China, for example, and their parents emigrated to the UK, <laughs> and therefore diet and dairy became part of his diet, would that baby then grow and be taller than well, as, as an, an ethical scientific study? On the podcast, we're not experts, but that's the starting point to, to look at. Um, but I guess there's also a predisposition to, to height as well. So, uh, I mean, so you covering yourself? <laughs> trying to cover myself here. <laughs> I, I mean, my dad's taller than I am. It's not difficult, it's hard to believe, obviously. But my mother's very short. My mother's. Uh, yeah, we've got a genetic component. So there's a genetic right, piece. Yeah. So it's definitely a genetic component. But if you've got the genes but not the diet, you yeah. won't fulfill Wonder, wonder the maybe. Uh, basketball so, players. Oh, that's not right. Because basketball players are what? <coughs> some basketball players are seven foot plus. Yeah. And then you see them, it's like, here's my mum. The mum comes out, it's five foot four. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? I wonder if diet has an impact on there. Oh yeah. Massive, yeah. must have a massive impact on it. Talk about Chinese, Yao Ming, he's retired, he must be retired now, he was seven foot six. Yeah, and his mum was about two yeah. foot to, uh, shorter than him. Two foot tall? <laughs> 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 two, foot, two foot shorter than him. Yeah. So there is also a weird bit with your bones and impact in that a piezoelectric effect can happen. So you can yeah, generate yeah. electrical impulses in your bones from the compression from the minerals, which is something we didn't get onto last week with batteries, because it's not quite totally batteries, but if you compress a crystal, you can generate a small electric current, and your bones might generate a small electrical potential under stress. So you might be fully charged so after, so after a could that electric, because obviously bones and muscles are very closely interacted, bones don't move if they don't have a muscle contracted and pulling it. Would that electrical energy be enough to contract the muscle? <laughs> I don't know. Touch the light bulb after you've been running, see what happens. Um, <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> in terms of your bones, obviously our body is held together by the bones. Our body holds together the bones, and our bones gives us our structure and height and rigidity to move and hold things. So we've got tendons and ligaments. Oh, here we go. So Hold tendons. Tendons connect, <laughs> tendons connect muscle to bone, ligaments connect bone to bone. Yeah, so your ACL one, Gaz's oh. uh, injury, oh. um, is ACL which holds your femur to your lower leg. Yeah. So that's your uh, anterior cruciate ligament and there's another one. There's lat lateral, posterior, posterior and anterior. And your tendons are muscle to bone, like your Achilles. Yeah. Okay. And between the bones you've got cartilage as well. You want that as almost like your shock absorbency yeah. as well, yeah. almost like a spongy material. And yeah. when you go bone going to bone. Yeah, so, so when you think about bones, there's actually quite a lot involved. There's quite a lot of science in there. As soon as you start reading about it, there's massive you don't you don't want a bone 
moving on another one. No, like no. you just don't. You get that's that's um, arthritis. It's well, it's, it's it's agony. That's hip replacement stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Go down and ask Mr. Davies about that. He, he, he'll be able to tell you a lot about that because these are three days. But I can imagine it's intense. Talk about your healthy bones. That's also your red blood cells and white blood cells for your bones as well. Mm. Anything else that's come from your bones? Or how do bones do? So we've got the structure, we've obviously got tendons and ligaments holding things together. We've got white blood cells, red blood cells produced in your bone marrow. Yeah, it's bone marrow. Uh, you've also got mineral storage in there too. Yeah. Uh, your bones are doing quite a lot to, to keep you going. Um, what's the only bit that you'll leave behind? If you think about it, very crude and kind of uh, depressing sense, it's the only bit of you that will stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once you've gone, once you've gone, it's only bit that is that bone. Like yeah. no, no organic material other than bone will be left eventually, unless you go into the crematorium. Yeah, the minerals are left, and all the but all the cells are dead. Goes. So the minerals stay. What's the organic bit of bone then? It'll be the bone marrow. What is that though? It's quite it's difficult to find out. Actually, stem cells. It's a a collagen. I've got. Yeah. Is it collagen? Yeah, collagen. So what's collagen? Because collagen is a protein. protein yeah. yeah, protein. It's, it's a tightly wound protein. Oh, yeah. And the less collagen you have, as you all age, you make less collagen. It's also involved in things like your skin. So if you've got wrinkly skin or a more hallowed face, yeah. you get older. Uh, it's more sunken. Mr. Got... Shaw, you're absolutely screwed. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the one we always show for um, for collagen, for the, the elasticity of yeah. your skin, if you take, if you pinch the back of your hand, yeah. um, pull the skin up, and then release it, yeah. so then um, the more collagen, the more elasticity you've got, the yeah. quicker that will return. And I show students because I'm super old, so I show students right. they go around, they can find that instant return, and I pull it up, and you can right. see the skin settles, <laughs> it settles down. Like just going back to the pajamas. So your collagen is stretching as you go over, it's a, a helix, I think it's a triple helix or triple yeah. alpha helix or something. Um, so obviously that's getting less tightly wound stretching, so I guess your pyjamas would be stretching, but so if there was a way of um, rejuvenating your skin, it'd be like that's a hot water. So people go for collagen injections, yeah. so people, um, you, you may have seen, on especially reality TV um, in America, a lot of um, people go and they get the injections into their forehead to get yeah. the... the, the I don't know, are they wrinkles? I don't know, they are wrinkles. They are wrinkles. Because they're doing two things there, aren't they? Some of them will be of collagen injections, that's like the lip plumping and the rest of it. And the other one will be Botox, which is essentially trying, it's a poison where you are freezing. So my next question, just on from that bit, is we've got tendons and ligaments, we've got bones. What attaches, because your bones, what attaches the ligament and the tendons to your bones? Trying to think of the song then, the knee you want connected it. But how does it attach? Because, you you know, if you wanted to attach something, normally we screw something into like a wall to attach it, or we'd use a hook. What attaches all this together? Connect this connective tissue that connect, and now it, it, when it comes to connective tissue, that is where my <laughs> knowledge was there when I did anatomy. But I remember when I did uh, dissections at university, we did the, I did the, the elbow joint. Uh-huh. And when we when you get down into the, the kind of nitty gritty, get through the muscle and whatnot, it's actually it's it's hollow. Like if you go down in here, there's nothing really in here. There's a nerve but in, the, in the joint, itself. in the actual joint yeah, itself, right. because bones don't obviously touch each other. Yeah. But around the the very edge where the cartilage is, there's a ton of 
really, really thin connective tissue that's holding the muscles together. Because if you think about you think about your, your upper and lower arm, there's a lot of muscles that you go by. But what about on the bone? What's attaching to the bone? But that's what it is. It's, I don't know the name of the connective tissue. Right. Somebody Google it quickly, but it's <laughs> make me look like I know what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm pretty sure it is. Well, I think, it's, again, it's, it's collagen. I think yeah, collagen has well a number of different effects. Yeah. Yeah. When we talk about... Collagen, this well. is a fascinating bit about proteins and polymers. We start off in uh, National 5 about polymers. We don't go much further with it. We but talk a lot about proteins. Proteins fold together, so they are sticky. So when they're made, mm. they kind of stick together and form this molecule. It's a huge molecule, a thousand kilodalton molecule, whatever. Um, and they are sticky. So if you unravel that, if you denature it, they all clump together and you form this kind of glue. Ah, you so do it with milk. Body is de intentionally denaturing protein to. Because you, no, you do not want, in the body, you do not want to denature protein. Yeah, not quite. I, I think yeah. the, the proteins, I'm just saying they're sticky, so you could use them as ah, glue to okay. stick to other things. You're not denaturing the protein. But if you take milk and add uh, vinegar to it, it yeah. all the proteins unravel yeah, and you yeah. can form a glue. And so when, when the proteins are stuck together, all those sticky bits are inside the proteins, so they don't stick together. It's just unraveling them, they yeah. stick together. And it must be due, part of that is the synthesis and how they're made. Because mm. if they were just made as they are in a long chain, they'd all clump together and we, we wouldn't work. Yeah. So as I said, from the wire I mean, that's that's rely upon that, yeah. uh, the position of these, because we talk about, in chemistry, we talk about fibrous and globular proteins. Yeah. Yeah. And the fibrous proteins, your fibrous materials is like their platelets, but uh, you're actually building up a scalp. That used to be part of the National Five Biology course, but the SK removed that. Um, we just need to know the types of proteins now, but when we come to advanced time, right. we come back to primary, secondary tertiary and quaternary structures, and proteins get very, very complicated yeah. when you start, like even when you go down to like hemoglobin, it's an incredibly complicated model, like molecule that your body makes. Right. Billions of. So let's just mention the intermolecular forces, it's worth going through that. We'll look at the physicist intermolecular. <laughs> So hy hy hydrogen bonds. Hydrogen bonding, yeah. Well, we can, yeah. They said we need blue tag. We couldn't extract that from humans, but the evolutionary link, because we started off with endogen exoskeletons, if we go quickly um, across to shellfish, mm. they have an exoskeleton. Mm -hmm. Now, they have to be attached to that skeleton somehow. Now, I don't know what their attachment is called. We've got tendons and ligaments. Yeah. Ooh, do anybody know what, what yeah. they're called? Human biologists, not animal. No, they provide a lot more strength in an internal skeleton because they're looking at that. So, see, for people who have had, have had accidents and end up paralysed or uh -huh. quadriplegic or you know maybe lose the the ability of their legs to some extent, they've actually managed to now fit uh, an ex an external skeleton, if you like. Yeah. And people can now walk. Right. But isn't that more to do with the fact we can't fit an internal skeleton to them? We have to wait well, for yeah, but in terms of the, uh, the, the significance of how much yeah. extra strength an external skeleton yeah. gives us compared to our own. Yes, and perhaps reduced mobility, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you are. It's like wearing armour, isn't it? Yeah. Armour would be an exoskeleton, wouldn't it? So it's yeah. your equivalent. If you've seen the aliens and there is to be yeah. talking about you know, something that's built round about you, which can, it might 
uh, increase your strength or might allow you to have a rigidity that you currently don't have. Uh, I guess your your internal skeleton one is more your terminator one, isn't it? So you're sitting your, something, yeah. your structure inside and it's covered by... If, if you wanted to flesh. think about terminators, endoskeleton yeah. inside and Iron Man is exo. Exactly. 90% of the world is, 90% of the animals in the world have an exoskeleton. Yeah, so you're talking insects, you're talking... All invertebrates. All and again, they grow as well, don't they? Because the, the, the shed, shed the must, they must grow with their shell. Mm -hmm. Or some, I think some find a new shell. There's crabs that find a new shell, isn't there? When a, when a crab sheds its <coughs> exoskeleton, the, it's, it's actually it's the most vulnerable because the the egg, the new exoskeleton isn't hasn't oh. solidified yet, hasn't isn't strong, so it's very very soft and squishy, and that is when predators would want to. Um, so you find a lot it's of crabs peeled itself. So, awesome. <laughs> so well, a lot of crabs will shed out of water. Ah, okay. They'll come up onto beaches, shed, and and, okay. and so, so what's so what about a, what's a uh, what's a snail then? Is that like a is that an exoskeleton? Because my son was convinced that we, we should call that a battle slug. No, it's actually it's connected to the inside of the shell. Yeah, look, uh, you can't pull a shell off of a snail without killing it. Really? Pretty sure, yeah. Right. It's quite a lot of organs inside okay. that shell. Well, so uh, the link between us <laughs> and the shellfish or shelled animals um, is collagen. Uh, so collagen is linked to, is in the shell, then they've got calcium carbonate, they're definitely calcium carbonate, so you can react that with acid and get carbon dioxide off, whereas I think our bones are more calcium phosphate, the hydroxy yeah. appetite. Dropping stuff. insects into hydrochloric acid is what happens to them. Collagen, <laughs> collagen, going back to it, because it's linked so many places, there's 28 types in the body, it comes from the Greek collar, which means glue. Ooh. Ah, so we're back to together. collagen holding things together, nice. and that, the Greeks knew that and found out, and that's God, where the name collagen smart, comes man. from. Yeah. It's not a systematic name because it's got different levels. We've got different types of amino acids there, but I think we've got yeah, 28 types of collagen in the human body, Imagine different forms of amino acids. Uh, add stiffness to your skin and stuff. We talked about earlier: your corneas, blood vessels, dentin, muscle. Um, it's all there. And when we're linking about glue, we'd want Bio biological glue would be ideal for sticking skin together, for example, after mm -hmm. injury. We could get that from shellfish. Mm. Which so is awesome. You could use stem cells to create the skin for the skin graft. And then you oh, use yeah. collagen from the shellfish to glue the skin graft <laughs> onto the burn victim. And you would never have to worry about ever so, taking skin from other parts of yeah, your body. If you think about muscles, not our muscles, but the shellfish muscles, they're bivalve, they're filter feeder. Um, they attach themselves to something to feed. Mm. And if you open a, a muscle, you'll see there's a foot, yeah. not outside, but there's a foot outside that attaches to something, but inside there's a, something that attaches to the yeah. shell yeah. itself. We can extract the glue or cement, the cement outside which sticks to something else, glue inside. You can get about 25 milligrams per day. But synthetically, you can make a thousand times more, 25 oh. grams per day of these glues. Um, in what area? How is that from one muscle? Have you did it 
No, that'd be different. So you're saying synthetically? Yes. So obviously that would be. Oh, synthetically, you make it in the yeah. lab, yeah. How much space do you have to make it? Uh, that that would be it. Because I got a little bit confused because how? I mean, when you're working on glues, how on earth do you work with glues? It's like super models in the rest of us. How many times have I stuck myself to the table to myself? It's okay. I'll get the phone. Oh damn it! I remember I spilled some. Phone for help. I'm always in awe because I always super glue the lids <laughs> to the actual super glue. And I, I remember having even get a technician, uh, Mr. Thompson, a pair of pliers to rip the lid off. And I'm like, how did they actually get this in? Yeah. To this without, but it must, they must cool it down? I don't know. So I don't know, because obviously the stuff inside the glue doesn't stick, and when it's outside the glue. But do they do it in a very humid environment? Because so it could be, it's, yeah. it's, it's the other way around, I think. I think sometimes it's moisture that makes things. Because super, like super, yeah, super glue bonds with the water. Yeah, oh, the solvent evaporates, that's right. Yeah. So, would they have to do it in a humid environment? But then, how would you do that for muscles? Super glue is the other way around, so once it attaches to moisture, it sticks. Oh, okay. So I, thought it was the, I thought it was the water that evaporated. No, because solvent would be evaporated. Uh, so water wouldn't evaporate very quickly, but solvent would evaporate. This is a good pod. I want to know more Sorry, about glue. Sorry, organic solvent. <laughs> <laughs> this is a glue. That's podcast topic for later on. Okay, I think we've probably re- reached the end of bones. If anyone's got. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we'll look at the, what did I say, the post notes. Post notes. Post notes. Post notes, post notes and government policy and how it's influenced by science. Because that is interesting. If people do want to look at how we form policy and what the government chooses, they have got a list of advisors. Well, it shouldn't be random, but. I have one more question. I want to see if you know. <laughs> oh, right. Here we go. There's a condition involving the bones right, of their body. There is something that only 1% of people are born with. What do you think it is? In terms of bones? In terms of bones. 1%, 1% of people in the world are born with this particular thing and it's to do with bones. Is it, is it due to like, uh, what's it when you can bend your thumb back? No, that, that d- double jointed. Double jointed. No, 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 no. Nothing to do with that. Uh, it's when you've got an extra rib. Is it? Yes. There are teeth ribs. Oh, so why do you have an extra rib? Weird, don't don't know. And what? But uh, yeah, a thirteenth rib is rare. People, if one percent of people are born with it, most people the extra rib is called a cervical rib, which is uh, causes medical issues like neck pain. So it's actually at the top of the rib cage. It's not oh, really? at the bottom. Oh, yeah. But it's actually at the top. And for that reason, people born with this extra rib often have it removed. Oh my god. Oh. A whole rib being removed. But then people get ribs removed. Small up people here, people right? get ribs removed all the time, so yes. if you have to if you, you have, have to get in to this the, the thorax, yeah. you have to remove ribs. So yeah. it will be incredibly painful. But yeah. yeah. Top of the neck. Okay. I also beat the ball. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's stop there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.